of shooting, we pick the most difficult set ever. Smoke, mirrors in every direction. Love it. Welcome to Twilight. You're listening to Another Bite of Twilight, a podcast where we look back on our obsession with the Twilight Saga and continue to freak out ten years later. tuning in this week. Happy Twilight Tuesday. Happy Twilight Tuesday. I'm Mel. I'm Kel. And this is another bite of Twilight. (laughs) Your one and only Twilight podcast. If you're listening to another one, drop it. (laughs) As we said two episodes ago. Yes. And don't start your own either. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to be on the air, just let us know, but please don't start your own episode. <laughs> don't get any ideas from us saying that either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's been so many articles lately yeah. that are like, there's a Twilight Renaissance, or Twilight's oh, coming back. Twilight wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many articles like that right now, and it's like, what about us? Yes. We have a freaking podcast about that. I don't know how to get in touch with those people but I saw that Anna Kendrick tweeted this mm-hmm. week um I just remembered I was in Twilight people think that she's serious yeah she's people, obviously not people are like Anna Kendrick forgot she was I in know. Twilight <laughs> such clickbait yeah but obviously she didn't totally forget she was in four movies yeah it was like she just <laughs> probably what I would do if I was her is you wake up and you're like holy shit I yeah. was in Twilight yeah like, oh my god I just yeah. remembered I know, people thought that was for real. Yeah. I also... People are idiots. This is something I wanted to say. Is originally on Vice Canada, then shared on Vice mm-hmm. America, this guy had this article that said that he was, like, admitting that he's always loved Twilight. Oh, I love that. That he pretended he used to hate it, and, like, he would go with his girlfriend to the movie theater and stuff and would act like, oh, like... Here we go, like pretending he's dragged, but apparently he loved it the whole time and has them all on DVD. Oh my god. So a lot of people are coming out of the closet. That's like so (laughs) Ryder, my friend. Really? He's a boy. He's going to be on the show. Yeah. I don't think he wants to be. He has to be. He knows everything about Twilight. (laughs) Like, he was like, oh, I got mushroom ravioli, and I thought what? of Twilight. Yeah, he knows everything. He so was that... explaining things to me. <laughs> I was like, why can't why can't they just kill all the humans? Mm-hmm. He was, like, explaining how technology is getting so powerful. <laughs> mm-hmm. I almost feel like, this is just a different tangent, that there just aren't enough vampires for them to take over. Mm-hmm. Seems like there aren't that many. Yeah. Well, you know why? Why? I just learned from reading the book. is because it's very difficult for them to bite a vampire and then stop. You mean bite a human? Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, yes. You're right. Because they rarely turn anybody. Yeah. It's like, Mm. as Edward says in the movie, few (laughs) vampires have the strength to do what Carlisle did. Mm -hmm. You're so good with those quotes. (laughs) Okay, I've... Two little stories. Okay, I have one share. short story. Share it. Oh, I was going to say that I listened to this other podcast mm-hmm. called This Is Us Too, and it's about This Is Us, and mm-hmm. this is husband and wife. 
They're from Rhode oh, Island. That's cute. Yeah, and they Husband just been in wife. Yeah, and they just talk about each episode like as it comes out. Mm-hmm. And the last episode of This Is Us was directed by Catherine Hardwick, mm-hmm. and so they talked about how they loved Twilight. And wow. the first three movies they said were really good, <laughs> and not the other two. And I was okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. They said that, and um, it was the guy who said it. He was like. I love those first movies. <laughs> and in the end, Aww. they played Bella's Lullaby. Aww. Yeah, and they played, like, clips of... That's so sweet. Yeah, and it just made me think, like, wow, like, it's, like, totally acceptable to say that you love Twilight now. Yes. But but people are very mean to you if you say you... At least, yes. I think they're getting nicer, but people were very mean and you said you liked it. Yes. For yeah. sure. Not like you have to defend yourself. It comes with all these assumptions. Like, that's the thing. That's the problem with everything. When you say you like something or you are something or whatever, where they're, not to get too political here, but (laughs) people have, like, all these assumptions about you. Yeah. Just from that. And it's like, that's the problem. It's like, you don't know me. Like, you think I'm stupid or something because I like Twilight. Like, that's not true. Yeah. Like, you don't know me. And, like, same for everything else. My older brother used to bully me and be like, you're just a dumb teenage girl who likes a sparkly vampire. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> like he's like number one just insult. A dumb girl who likes a sparkly yeah and he's like get to know me get to know the story <laughs> yeah there's more to me than that yeah there yeah. was more to you than that fuck you kevin <laughs> he's probably not listening right? no i i highly <laughs> doubt it <laughs> oh has sean listened no probably not. oh my gosh it's tough to get people in your life to listen. It's tough, yeah. I'm people in my life that are listening. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, thank you like, so much. I didn't even expect that. I wonder if there's like a random person <laughs> who follow who's like, like from I, our high school from high school who oh. like f- keeps tuning in. I I hope that I would love if they told me. Yeah. No matter how random if you feel. Yeah, let me know. No matter how random you feel, tell me. Yeah. Because think about how bad. Embarrassing it is for us. I <laughs> putting ourselves out there like this, like oh, but I can see someone listening solely. Like mm. this is pessimistic, but like you know when you go to, to someone hate us. to hate, yeah, mm. and to be like, um, I think you were gonna say that, yeah, yeah. to uh, laugh at us. But let me know as well. Don't <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Wait, should I tell my little story? Yes. Okay. I was on the T um, the other day, the subway, mm-hmm. for people who don't live in Boston, and there was this family. I guess you're going to know where this is going, but... No, I don't. But, okay, well, <laughs> this mom... <laughs> this mom and her two daughters were on the train, and the girl was reading so intensely something she was like bent over reading mm-hmm. something and i was like wow she seems so into that i wonder if it's twilight it was oh my god <laughs> I, I love it like she when i got up to leave she stood and like closed the book and then i saw the apple and i was like oh my, oh my god. god yes i know that makes me so happy she was like 12 <gasps> i mm-hmm. love that did I tell yeah. you, I think I did, that I saw a homeless woman in Boston reading <laughs> Twilight? And not just, like, I'm, like, assuming she was homeless. Wrapped in a blanket, like, on oh the ground. Gosh, reading like, Twilight. Reading Twilight. <gasps> it made me happy, but 
I felt sad for her. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, but it's cool. Yeah. Is that weird that it's cool? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, like, nice. how to describe it. But it was like, wow, that's, like, awesome that yeah. someone gave that to her. Yeah. She found it. Or I hope that it <laughs> made her day. Yeah. not gonna come out good I don't know how to I don't know how to put it like <laughs> yeah, I don't know, know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. okay my other story is I was at the library yesterday printing things out and <laughs> I brought my laptop and I was sitting at a desk and I was like googling twilight stuff you know as I do for the podcast, mm. and this family walked by, another family, <laughs> and the girl walks by, and then so loudly goes, she's watching Twilight, <laughs> she's just watching Twilight, <laughs> mom, all she's doing is watching Twilight, oh my God. like, everybody heard, <laughs> just like, mm, I just kind of stared this straight girl? ahead. Seven or something. Oh my god, that's so weird. Okay, I was not watching Twilight <laughs> at the library. I was like looking at pictures, okay? Like, <laughs> she's not, she said she's just watching Twilight. <laughs> like, As if you should be doing something like else. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. That's so funny. You're in a public library. Yeah, oh my god. I can do what I want. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> what did the mom say? I didn't hear any response from the mom. <laughs> did you say anything to the girl? No. <laughs> That's I so just, funny. They didn't even like look at me. They walked past. <laughs> That's and she was saying it. Cool that the seven year old can and I reckon identify I even Twilight. Know how because I thought it was kind of small on the screen. <laughs> like, I don't even know how she recognized it that Damn, quickly. Damn, she's so nosy. I know. Jeez. Kids. Be careful at the library, Yeah. People, people are watching. <laughs> okay. So this week we are talking about <laughs> the book Twilight. We both reread it. Yes. Well, I'm halfway through. It's great. But we're going to talk about... <laughs> The first half of the book. Yes. This is part one. It was crazy to read because I haven't read it in so long. Yeah. Years. And I, as we said in the first movie mm -hmm. episode, I thought that the movie really captured Twilight so well. Mm -hmm. But rereading the book, I'm realizing it's very different. It is very different. It's kind of its own thing. Mm-hmm. Really, and I feel like the characters different. are different. Yeah, so much is different. Some things are in the movie are great, but I think some things are lost. Yes. First, I want to say that I feel like everyone regards Twilight the book as being a really bad book, like oh, illiterate. I was just gonna say that on the back of the book, it says a New York Times. Editor's Choice. And it also says an Amazon Best Book of the Decade. So far. So far. <laughs> Publishers Weekly Best Book of the Year. Like, what? Obviously, people thought this was a good book at first. Yeah. Publishers then, Weekly. Then the world turned their back, to, back on it. Yeah. I wish it could go back to 2005. Book list. This dark romance is gripping. 
<laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to say that, you know, before it got really popular, people thought it was pretty good, I think. Yeah, I remember hearing great things about it before <laughs> it got big. Yeah, <sighs> typical. Now, just because something's, as we've already said before, because something's popular or the majority doesn't mean it's bad. Yeah. People pe people love to hate things just because other people like them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people hate it before giving it a chance. I think everyone would love it if they tried it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we have the show. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so shall we get into it? Yeah. So we're going to talk about the first 13 chapters of the book and tell you things that we made a note of. Yeah, so you don't have to read it. We are having a Socratic seminar. Mm -hmm. So first chapter, Schmoof's Forks. First chapter is called First Sight. Mm -hmm. She moves to... I feel like if you're listening, you know the story. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't need to explain this to you. Well, maybe someone's listening who actually doesn't remember oh. a single thing. <laughs> no, we don't want to get too heavy in the yeah. plot. But obviously, okay. this is when she arrives in mm -hmm. Forks. Something that I made a note of, it's very small. Well, I made a mental note of one thing is okay. that I feel so bad for Charlie <laughs> in this part. She's so mean. Yeah. Well, she, I also feel bad for beautiful Pacific Northwest. She's like, it was too green, an alien planet. Yeah. The green is bad. Like, no, I mean, I don't want to diss the desert. People live in the desert. The desert looks beautiful too, but evergreen trees are beautiful i wish i lived there like yeah. shut up i was mad at bella there yeah i was kind of mad at her a lot in this first chapter she changed her mind later but yeah and she like keeps talking about that like oh so much squishy green stuff where's all the brown dirt yeah <laughs> it's like unrealistic that someone would have a thought like that <laughs> <laughs> maybe i don't know um if anybody feels that way let us know she clearly, in this first scene, is not excited about moving, mm -hmm. and it's really evident how distant she is from Charlie, which I kind of forgot. She really doesn't seem to have any connection to him, and mm. there was a weird part. He says to her, do you remember Billy Black down at La Push when he's talking about the truck that she got? And mm -hmm. she says, no. And then he says, he used to go fishing with us during the summer. And she says, that would explain why I didn't remember him. I do a good job of blocking painful, unnecessary things from my memory. <laughs> what? <laughs> painful. Yeah, she's a little... That's dramatic. Yeah. I feel like in the book, she hates things like gym and outdoorsy things, like, even more than in the movie. Mm-hmm. She talks about it all the time. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> And she actually, she, she actually, she actually, I don't know, she actually um, doesn't seem that excited to get her truck either. She's, yeah. But in the movie, she says, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, in the movie, she's so excited. I yeah. was just like underwhelmed by her reaction to getting the truck. Mm -hmm. 
it's weird. Was the script written that way? I wonder if we can get a copy of the script. Yeah. Or was Kristen Stewart... Do, doesn't Kristen Stewart not really read her lines? Is that... I you heard that? I remember her saying <laughs> in an interview once that she doesn't memorize her lines. She... Well, I think she does if it's like an important part. But yeah. she learns the idea of it so that it comes out more natural. Oh, wow. And that's why she stutters, kind of, is because she's like... Trying to be Coming natural. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I feel like she didn't do that as much in the later movies. I bet once it got yeah. really big, they were like, read yeah. your lines word for word. <laughs> well, there's some quotes she definitely needs to get. Like, yeah. So the line fell in the plane, like, what a stupid lamb. Like, she has to actually say that. You can't yeah. just, like. <laughs> yeah, but what, what, what are you talking about? What, like, yeah, yeah. I think that part, things like that, she, she said that she doesn't. That's really Remember word for word. Because, like, stuttering is, like, a part of her, every character she yeah. plays. I know, maybe sometimes she shouldn't do that. Yeah, I feel like it's, like, <laughs> regular people, do they stutter that much? I don't know. <laughs> Another part that I had for this chapter is on page 10, I just marked... Bella's thoughts here, she's just so insecure, and mm -hmm. it just feels very typical teenage girl, and that's mm -hmm. not a criticism. Like, yeah. I feel like this is why a lot of girls who are reading this can relate so much to her, um, because they feel a lot of these same things. She says, yeah. maybe if I looked like a girl from Phoenix should, I could work this to my advantage, but physically, I'd never fit in anywhere. I should be tan, sporty, blonde, a volleyball player, or a cheerleader, perhaps, all the things that go with living in the valley in the sun. Instead, I was ivory-skinned, without even the excuse of blue eyes or red hair, despite the constant sunshine. I had always been slender but soft somehow, obviously not an athlete. I didn't have the necessary hand-eye coordination to play sports without humiliating myself and harming both myself and anyone else who stood too close. Like, she's just very, like, self-deprecating. Mm. And she's, like, thinking of things in such a simplistic way. Like, I should be sporty. I should yeah. be a cheerleader. I should fit into this. And I feel like when you're that age, you're so caught up in, like, where do you belong? And, like, yeah, totally. who are you? And I feel like, yeah, like, teenage girls can really mm. relate to that. And then on that same page, she says, I didn't relate well to people my age. Yeah. Maybe the truth was that I didn't relate well to people, period. Even my mother, who I was closer to than anyone else on the planet, was never in harmony with me. So, kind of, we've talked about this in past episodes, like, why doesn't Bella really have friends? Or why doesn't she talk yeah. to them? Or It's weird, but I guess she just doesn't feel like she relates to people. Yeah, but I think it's this funny thing, like, I'm saying that other teenagers can relate to that, and it's like this weird, unspoken yeah feeling that everyone has at that age and they think they're the only ones that feel that way it's true mm. any other notes for this chapter yeah i thought it was interesting how bella says that charlie is still hung up on renee i totally forgot about that mm, that's sad yeah <gasps> what she says it was impossible being in this house not to realize that charlie had never gotten over my mom it made me uncomfortable Hmm. That's sad. Because he still had family pictures of them, of them up. That's so sweet. Hmm. I think. Renee totally left him. 
Yeah, he's such a nice guy. No. I will say, though, in the book, Charlie has way less personality than in the movie. Yeah. I noticed that. Like, Billy Burke brings so much to the character. Yeah, I think Billy Burke is, like, one of the best parts of the movies. Yeah, I mean, in the books, Charlie isn't really funny, or he doesn't really have a witty, yes. like, responses or anything. He's just kind of the dad. Like, I don't know, he doesn't... He's nice and all, but... I don't know. That goes with a note I had for a later chapter when Edward saves Bella from the van. Mm -hmm. And when they're in the hospital room mm -hmm. after, that scene just was not as good because you didn't have Charlie's comedic. Yeah. Um, it's so different. Yeah. I didn't know about that. that scene too. Yeah. We'll get you to You really it. missed that. So she sees the cones. Yeah. Off of that, I thought that when she's looking at the cones... She's, like, too aware that they're vampires, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's, like, no. Stephanie Meyer has this knowledge about them, and she gives too much of that to Bella early on. Yeah. Like, she says, As I looked swiftly away, it seemed to me that his glance held some kind of unmet expectation. <laughs> like, right? Like, how would you even notice? That's like, just such a weird thing to if, notice if about If I looked someone. at somebody at a bar or something, or I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm never in a cafeteria anymore, but... If I just looked at someone, how would I ever understand that he's looking at me with an unmet expectation? Yeah. I, That's not even a... I don't even understand what that would look like. I couldn't picture it. And it just seemed like it was <laughs> we, like... We um, know it's that he's expecting to hear thoughts. Yeah. But she shouldn't know that. Yeah, I just thought it was weird. <laughs> Second chapter is open book. This is the one when they really, like, meet, right? Yeah. Have, yeah, so... This is... Wait a second. In chapter one, did that whole thing happen where they were partners and he is a jerk and then leaves? I think so. Because here in chapter two, they're talking. Yeah, I think so. This Seems happens really fast. Yeah. yeah. When he's questioning her in the movie, we see him being like, why didn't you move with your mother and Phil? Mm -hmm. and he's like asking her all these questions, but yeah. I didn't realize just how forward he is in this part um he, he says but now you're unhappy he pointed out and i challenged that doesn't seem fair he shrugged but his eyes were still intense i laugh without humor hasn't anyone ever told you life isn't fair i believe i have heard that somewhere before he said dryly so that's all i insisted wondering why he was still staring at me that way his gaze became abrasing you put on a good show he said slowly but i'd be willing to bet that you're surf, surf suffering more than you let anyone see it's just, like, mm. really analyzing her more than we see in the movie. Yeah, it's true. I feel like I didn't read those lines with the delivery that was intended. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. But... Oh, and then this part is different from the movie. I mean, so much is different, but... Yeah. She says, did you get contacts? I blurted out unthinkingly. Which, is that even a word? I don't know. No. He seemed puzzled by my expected qu unexpected question. No. Oh, I mumbled. I thought there was something different about your eyes. He shrugged and looked away. Like, that's weird. Yeah. He, in the, he just goes, no. No. But in the movie, he's like, oh, yeah, no, it's the, uh, it's the, uh, the <laughs> And then he walks away. I wonder if Robert Pattinson made that up. I don't know. <laughs> well, let's, let's give, what's her name, Melissa? Melissa Rosenberg. Let's give her some credit. I'm yeah. sure she came up with that. Yeah. Uh, it's weird to me that the Collins never 
ever came up with an explanation for that, just in case someone noticed. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, you never thought, oh, what are we going to tell people? What? Like, when our eyes change color? It's, like, weird that, like, when <laughs> Bella, for instance, in Breaking Dawn, Charlie's coming over, she puts on brown contacts mm-hmm. to hide the, the change. Eyes, yeah. Why, when their eyes change... To black, why don't they put contacts in? I don't know. I also think some of them should wear, like, different colored contacts because it's, like, weird this whole adopted family has the same <laughs> Has, gold. like, golden brown eyes. Yeah. How would nobody notice that, too? Yeah. That's really... He says, like, oh, everyone subconsciously is scared so they don't get close to us. And they don't look I in don't our eyes. That. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Some should have blue eyes. Some should have brown eyes. Yeah. Green, perhaps. Yeah. People, if Bella notices, people probably notice. <laughs> no, Bella's just special. Chapter three. Phenomenon. Oh, I have something on the second page of that chapter. Say it. <laughs> page 54. I just thought this part was interesting. So, as always, Bella is telling us what she eats for breakfast. <laughs> There's so much detail in this book. Yeah. It's crazy. And I just thought it was interesting. She says, if I was being honest with myself, I knew I was eager to get to school because I would see Edward Cullen. And that was very, very stupid. And then the next page, it says, possibly my crippling clumsiness was seen as endearing rather than pathetic, casting me as a damsel in distress. I just thought that was interesting because people kind of always criticize Bella for being too obsessed with Edward Mm -hmm. slash being a damsel in distress. But Stephanie Meyer slash our narrator Bella is like aware of that. Yeah. It's not like, oh, like she, Stephanie Meyer didn't even know. Like she wrote this weak loser character who's obsessed. Like actually she did know. Like, I don't know. I I think it's kind of cool actually. Like she's self-aware. Yeah. Actually relating to that, she says in chapter four, Mm -hmm. I couldn't allow him to have this level of influence over me. It was pathetic. Mm. More than pathetic, it was unhealthy. Like, she knows that she's thinking about him too much. Yeah. I think that's, like, normal, though. Yeah. And relatable. I do that. I've definitely felt that way before. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are we just lying if we say that, like, when we're really into someone that they don't just creep into our thoughts when we're making breakfast? Like... I know. I think you are lying if you say that doesn't happen. Yeah. We always want to act like we're less interested than we I are. I know. Because everyone's scared. Really, I feel like the whole world is... Everyone deep down wants to, like, be in love. Yeah. I mean, that's why people go to bars and stuff. Like, yeah. Like, looking for someone. Yeah, exactly. You know? Everyone's in denial of that. I know. It's crazy. The next thing I had is on page 57... So this is when the van almost crushes her. Mm-hmm. And I just thought this was interesting because it's quite different from in the movie. Yeah. Just Edward's reaction. In the movie, he kind of just like stops the van, looks at her, and then walks away, right? Mm-hmm. And I had the same thing. Yeah, and in the book, it says, I could hear Edward Cullen's low, frantic voice in my ear. Bella, are you all right? Like, he said that. Yeah. I thought that surprised me. Yeah, in the movie, he just, like, walks away. Yeah, he's not concerned at all, really. No. Or he doesn't show it, at least, but his low, frantic voice. Like, it's cute. He says, be careful. <laughs> he Be careful. He warned as I struggled. I think you hit your head pretty hard. Yeah, and then here, I became aware of a throbbing ache centered above my left ear. Ow. I said surprised. 
So in the book, at least, she does hit her head. Yeah. But then in the movie, it's unclear. And he's like, you hit your head pretty hard. And we're like, is that true? Or is he lying? Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> but he's very sweet here. Yeah. We're going to get to more excerpts as we go. But Edward is so sweet in the book. Yeah. And I think that's why I think a lot of... Um, <laughs> that's why I think a lot of Team Jacob people maybe didn't read the book because he's just so nice. He's like, a cutie. Ugh. Like, he really is. And I feel like that's not conveyed in the movie. Yeah. He comes off kind of like a jerk in the these first few scenes yeah, in the movie. Yeah, Edward in the book is a little... Like, he does have his kind of mean... Not mean, but like... A little uptight. But then, like, a second later, he's really nice he, again. <laughs> no, your mood swings are kind of giving me a whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> he does have mood swings. Yeah. It's, like, weird. It's, it'll be, like, he said dryly, and then he said playfully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody switches that I quickly. I cannot picture that, yeah. I know. But I think maybe the point is that he, he's, like... He growled. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Then he joked. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, what? Like, one second later. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Edward. <laughs> I don't when, have... When's your next quote? Um, I don't have anything for chapter four. Because oh. I just, like... I have another one. Shared it. Yeah. Okay, this is when we just mentioned the part when at the hospital, Charlie comes to see Bella. Is she okay? And in the movie, Tyler's like, I'm so sorry, Bella. I'm so sorry. And... You know, Charlie, like, makes mm -hmm. the curtain over. It's on page 61. In the book, first of all, people thought that Edward was, like, caught up in it somehow. Because I don't think he, like, ran away. He, Tyler says, hey, Edward, I'm really sorry. Edward lifted a hand to stop him. No blood, no foul, he said, flashing his brilliant teeth. He moved mm -hmm. to sit on the edge of Tyler's bed. That's friendly. <laughs> Facing me, he smirked again. So what's the verdict, he asked. Like, he's acting so, like, nice and nonchalant yes. and stuff. Very nice to Tyler. Sits on his bed. I like, actually, like <laughs> I was shocked by that. Because in the movie, he's so, like, icy and yeah. mean in that scene. I actually um, had a note for there, too. I didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he comes and visits her. <laughs> yeah. It's really sweet. Book Edward is amazing. I love him. Uh, she says, there's nothing wrong with me at all, but they won't let me go, I complained. How come you weren't strapped to a gurney like the rest of us? It's all about who you know, he answered. But don't worry, I came to spring you. So he, like, helps her get out yeah. of the hospital, too. It's, like... So casual and yeah. playful and stuff. Yeah. It's much different in the movie. I wonder why that choice was made. I wonder. And that's the part where he's like, mm, what exactly was that? Like, he's yeah. so mean in that part. Yeah. <laughs> He does say, well, no one's going to believe you yeah. in this part. Oh, yeah. Nobody will believe that, you know. But after he's already done all these sweet things, it seems a little less, like, jerky. Mm-hmm. That's true. This is kind of funny to me. I don't know why. Why did you even bother? I asked frigidly. He paused, and for a brief moment, his stunning face was unexpectedly vulnerable. I don't know, he whispered. Aww. <laughs> Okay, I don't know if I made notes of this, but Edward, in the book, sings and hums a lot, too. Yeah. Which is not in the movie. Whispers. It's so cute. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Okay, chapter four. Invitations. I don't have anything for this part. Oh, I have what you already said. More than more than pathetic, it was unhealthy. Yeah, yeah. Do I have anything else? So this is um just Edward and Bella talking a lot. Edward asks her to go to Seattle with him. So that wasn't in the movie either. There's this whole part where she want there's a spring dance. It's not the prom actually. It's like a spring formal. Yeah, I, I was so confused by that because I was like, people keep asking her to go to the spring dance. Mm-hmm. And they're like in two weeks. And so oh, yeah. I was like, what? Does this whole story take place in two weeks? No, there's two dances. There's two dances. Oh, I was so yeah. confused. I was like, oh my God, that's too unrealistic. So she doesn't want to go to the spring dance and her excuse is she's going to Seattle. And she actually does want to go to Seattle to go shopping for books. And Edward asks if he can drive her because he's worried. Yeah. That she'll die. Because she's a human. <laughs> she's prone to accidents. Mm -hmm. So that's a whole thing. They actually don't end up going to Seattle, which is too bad. That kind of would have been cool, but yeah. There's a lot of planning in this book. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like, we're going to do this on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. we see Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday <laughs> leading up to Saturday. It's true. You know? You're so right. And then like, we're going to do this. Oh, and like then the night with. Angela and Jessica, and then they change the plans to the next day. Yeah, and, and a lot of, like, <laughs> I'm going to leave your car here. <laughs> and then I'm going to tell Charlie that I drove, and then you're going to drive. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to drive. There's, like, a lot of, like, normal yeah. logistics that they have to work out before they do something. I kind of appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it makes it feel more real. Yeah. Chapter 5 is wonderful, not in the movie at all. I completely forgot about this blood chapter. Type. They do blood typing in science class. Edward skips, obviously. Bella faints, and Edward carries her to the nurse. Well, first Mike tries to help her, and then Edward shows up and is like, I'll take over. And Mike mm -hmm. is obviously annoyed. And Mike is a huge part of this. Oh, Mike's in it so much. Yeah, I, I forgot about he that. He was really trying to date Bella. Yeah. Do you have any notes from this chapter? Um, I just thought it was interesting that she's squeamish because she's not squeamish in the, um, mm. the movies. It's really cute that he picks her up and like carries oh. her to the nurse's office. I know. It's just cute to think about. I wonder why it wasn't in the movie. Maybe they thought it was too much or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little like, again, it's like on the nose. It's like, mm. oh, look, she's fainting at the sight of blood and he's a vampire and he drinks blood. Haha. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he skipped the class. Yeah. Uh, I look, I made a note on page 87. It's just a little thing. My head snapped up. I followed her gaze to see Edward smiling crookedly, staring at me from an empty table across the cafeteria from where he usually sat. Once he'd caught my eye, he raised one hand and motioned with his index finger for me to join him. As I stared in disbelief, he winked. Oh my god. Like, Edward would never do that in the movie. Like, he no. smiles and raises up a finger and goes... He's kind <laughs> of creepy. But it's, like, it's like mysterious no, I feel and, like, like alluring. I feel like it's not creepy, though, because he's so cute. Yeah, exactly. Like, you saw him oh, do it. 100%. <laughs> You can get away with anything if you're attractive. Yeah. 
Just kidding. <laughs> okay, not most everything. Most but... <laughs> No, I, I didn't think it was creepy. I thought it was really cute. And I, I just loved it. And I kind of wish that was in the movie. Yeah, no. He's kind of funny in the books. He is. He has a little sense of humor. Sorry about the sound of me flipping through the book. There's just a lot of him smiling in it that I think isn't in the movie. For instance, at the end of this chapter, it says he was still smiling as he drove away. You know, I can't really yeah. picture that in the movie. He doesn't smile that much. I didn't underline that line, but I love it. The one that's like something about gas in her car. Oh, the wasting of finite resources yeah. is everyone's concern. Wait, so what did she say was the first part? Um, I think it's that, I think they're talking about, he's saying they should take his car because it takes less gas. Yeah, and she says that's none of your concern. Yeah. And he says, like, the wasting of finite resources is everybody's concern. <laughs> Edward, you killed me. He's so cute. He's so quick. He's a I know, he's so quick, quick sense of humor. <laughs> I freaking, oh, when I... I'm turning into a fangle right now. <laughs> like, it's happening. But when I read this book, I just love Edward so much. He's like my favorite fictional character in this. The next chapter is chapter six, scary stories. <laughs> scary <laughs> stories. It's really just an old scary story. <laughs> Jacob Black. This is his big moment. This but he's in, it, he's in it a bit more in the movie, I think. Yeah. I mean, sorry, in the book than in the movie. Right? Um, I don't know because this is where we first see him is when they go to La Push. Oh, you're right. And um, in the movie, he's obviously there when she first moves and she gets yeah. the truck. There's this whole other part, though, in the book later. There's another scene when with they him. Over. Yeah. I was getting the book and the movie confused when I got to this chapter, so she's like... They meet these kids from La Push, mm -hmm. and she says, like, All that I caught was that one of the girls was also named Jessica, and the boy who noticed me was named Jacob. Like, she does not recognize Jacob mm. at all. Yeah. And she's just saying, the boy named Jacob, the boy named Jacob, and then he recognizes her. Something I didn't like about this chapter is they go to La Push, and um, they're going to... Maybe hike for tide pools. <laughs> but she doesn't know she wants to do it because she promised Edward that she wouldn't do anything dangerous. And she says... Oh my gosh. After a half hour of chatter, some of the boys wanted to hike to the nearby tidal pools. I'm sorry, not tide pools. What am I saying? I think tide pools is a thing. The yeah. Little pools are like creatures. And oh, stuff I thought tide pools was like a um, fetus of a frog. That's... Tadpole. <laughs> <laughs> she says, after a half hour of chatter, some of the boys wanted to hike to the nearby tidal pools. It was a dilemma. On the one hand, I loved the tide pools. Oh, I was right. On the one hand, I loved the tide pools. They had fascinated me since I was a child. They were one of the only things I ever looked forward to when I had come to Forks. On the other hand, I'd also fallen into them a lot. Not a big deal when you're seven and with your dad. It reminded me of Edward's request that I not fall into the ocean. So she actually ends up not doing it. That's weird. Yeah. I just sad. Made, yeah, it made me sad because it was the one thing about Forks that she was looking for. Yeah. She doesn't 
do it because of Edward's request. Bella's ridiculous. Why would she fall in? Just be careful. I just, know. Just watch your feet. Like, just be a little bit more aware this time. I don't know why she's like, I'm sure I'll fall in. Yeah. It's kind of weird to me. Well, she actually says, Lauren was the one who made my decision for me. She didn't want to hike, and she was definitely wearing the wrong shoes for it. So she ends up staying back because Lauren doesn't go, but mm. I kind of feel like it's, it was influenced also by not wanting to fall. Yeah. Weird. I thought yeah. she didn't even like Lauren. One more thing I had for that chapter, and I feel like we've already discussed this, but it's so relatable how, like, her mind just drifts to Edward. Mm-hmm. She's doing something. Oh, I guess maybe she does go to the tide pools. So she's doing something with crabs or whatever. And she says, I was completely absorbed except for one small part of my mind that wandered wondered what Edward was doing now and trying to imagine what he would be saying if he was here with me. Oh. And I just related to that. <laughs> you're just like doing something at work or something. Yeah. And then you just... A small part of your brain is thinking about something else. Or someone else. So chapter seven is Nightmare. There's a lot of Bella listening to a CD. But she doesn't <laughs> tell us whose CD it is. But she listens to it a lot. <laughs> And Isn't that the one that Phil made her? Gave her. Yeah. I don't think he made uh, it, but... Um, and then he's <laughs> like, he made Bella a Because <laughs> then Edward has the same one. Yeah, in his yeah, car. yeah. Uh, From Phil. <laughs> and here she's Googling vampires or trying to figure it out. I have, in this chapter, I think you mentioned how with, like, how Stephanie wanted a happy ending. She really liked A Midsummer Night's Dream. Mm -hmm. And this part, she's in the forest, and she says, Here in the trees, it was much easier to believe the absurdities that embarrassed me indoors. Nothing had changed in the forest for thousands of years, and all the myths and legends of a hundred different lands seemed much more likely in this green haze than they mm -hmm. had in my clear-cut bedroom. And it I made like me, that. yeah, it made me think about how in A Midsummer Night's Dream, all the magical things happen in the forest. Oh. And it's like this kind of like fairy tale place. So I think it's interesting how the backdrop of Twilight is like forest. very foresty. Yeah, you're right. And how Catherine Hardwick even said like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a way that we've never seen vampires before. It's really cool. And I feel like a lot of that is to make this story more believable. Like, you wouldn't picture this in, like, the city, but, yeah. like, because it's in a forest, it just, it helps with the magic of it. Totally. I had one note. It's on page 141. <laughs> it was interesting. It's, like, a sunny day, and she says, I opened the window, surprised when it opened silently, without sticking, not having opened it, in who knows how many years. And the reason I underline that is I was just reading uh, Midnight Sun, which is Twilight in Edward's perspective and was never published, but you can read like half of it online. And um, in Midnight Sun, he, you know, he goes to her room to like listen to her talk in her sleep. And 
I remember in Midnight Sun it says that he the door like the window made a noise when he opened it and he was like oh and so like he came back and brought like oh my grease god. to ungrease it it's just funny because like it's in twilight oh my god that's her mentioning so funny. that like it doesn't make it it's not sticking but like stephanie knew that's edward so weird unstuck it <laughs> so when she was writing this she knew that edward did this other thing yeah that's so specific. oh and there's another part the part in the book i might have made a note i'm not sure where it is, but he's like, oh, be careful this weekend. Don't go in the forest alone. Like, I'm not the most dangerous thing out there. Mm -hmm. Like, he says that in this book. In Midnight Sun, the reason Edward said that is because Jasper had his friends visiting who weren't vegetarians. And so Edward was, like, so nervous that they were going to, like, eat Bella or something. Oh, my God. And Jasper told them not to hunt nearby, but Edward was still really nervous. So, like, that's why he said that. But it's funny because, like, in the book, it just seems like he's just saying that. He's being overprotective. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. And another note on page 143, she's talking to Mike, as she does a lot. <gasps> I think I have this note <gasps> as well. Yeah, and... They're talking about essays that they're working oh on. Oh my god, they yeah. Same note. <laughs> and he says, What are you writing yours on? Whether Shakespeare <laughs> Whether Shakespeare's treatment of the female character of the female characters is misogynistic. He stared at me like I'd just woken pig Latin. I thought that was interesting. I thought it was interesting because people criticize it's like ironic because people yeah. are talking about women and Twilight, but also I thought I hated how he stares at her like she just spoke pig Latin as if yeah. she said something really smart. Like <laughs> I think fifty percent of my essays I wrote in school were about <laughs> female characters in yeah a male story. Like it's just like weird that he's like what what she's like really <laughs> impressed. That's like the default essay. I know. <laughs> It is kind of a basic thing to write about. I wrote in my book, hate how Mike reacts as if she just cured cancer. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I do think in high school, I all those ideas were kind of new to me. And I was like, well, I'm not saying Mike is like this, but it was like, whoa, yeah, like, oh, misogyny in literature. Like, yeah, so exciting. I wonder what he wrote his essay about. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I thought it was interesting because, again, it feels like more aware of these themes than people think. Mm -hmm. I don't know. People act like Twilight was so not self-aware at all or something. Yeah. The next chapter, chapter 8, I don't have a lot. My only note is that it's weird. In the very beginning of this chapter, she refers to Charlie as <laughs> the chief. The chief. I thought that was this weird <laughs> i mean i already get that she calls him charlie because yeah. she's like kind of disconnected but the chief is just I feel like, like she has like this weird sense of humor yeah maybe i feel like she's a little bit like sassy and sarcastic she always has things in her head like that she says jess drove faster than the chief i just thought it was i don't know so you made it to port angeles by four so yeah this chapter is called port angeles they go to port angeles this is when the whole thing happens where those guys in the alley kind of almost attack her mm -hmm. and then Edward shows up. Let me see if I had anything. So after Edward kind of saves the day because he's reading their minds and knew that they were about to like rape Bella or something. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Um, she 
meets back up with her friends and they already ate and Edward says I think you should eat something <laughs> do you mind if I drive Bella home tonight that way you won't have to wait while she eats um no problem I guess she bit her lip trying to figure out from my expression whether that was what I wanted I winked at her I don't know I just wrote that down for some reason because I just also think it's hard to picture Bella winking yeah they both wink in this book Honestly, people don't really wink in real life that much. It's, like, hard to do it. It's not, like, physically hard <laughs> to do it. It's just hard to pull it off. Yeah. I'm trying to think whenever I wink. I don't know. I have to be in a certain mood to wink. Yeah, I haven't winked in a while. <laughs> Maybe I'll try it tomorrow. Not work. Oh, in this chapter, Edward says, That color blue looks lovely with your skin. That's sweet. That's sweet. I remember that. He pushed the bread basket toward me. <laughs> Every little thing I'm like, oh my god. Edward's pushing a bread basket? Like what? That's so cute. <laughs> I don't know why I made a note of this. I think I just thought it was interesting. Also thinking about Midnight Sun because in that you read that like when he first meets Bella, he really is thinking of killing her. And... She says, did you ever think that maybe my number was up the first time with the van and that you've been interfering with fate? I speculated, distracting myself. That wasn't the first time, he said, and his voice was hard to hear. I stared at him in amazement, but he was looking down. Your number was up the first time I met you. I felt a spasm of fear at his words and the abrupt memory of his violent black glare that first day, but the overwhelming sense of safety I felt in his presence stifled it. By the time he looked up to read my eyes, there was no trace of fear in them. You remember, he asked. I don't know. For some reason, it just felt, for, like, for the first time, like, actually kind of scary in a way. Oh. Like, he's, like, referencing, like, first time I met you, I was going to kill you. And, like, it's when I was reading that part, I was like, wow, this is actually kind of crazy. Yeah, and what was actually scary to me is he tells her that he planned to, like, lure her away. And yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, and, yeah. and they're almost, like, nonchalant about it, but when I was reading that part, I was just like, wow. That was, <laughs> like, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, oh my god. I know, like, call the cops. Yeah. My dad. <laughs> oh yeah, call your dad. <laughs> Chapter nine. Chapter nine is called Theory. Mm -hmm. This is when it's revealed that he's a vampire, actually. When the mm. conversation goes down. And it actually goes down the whole... <laughs> in the car, right? In the car. <laughs> I was shocked it's, by that. It's way less dramatic oh than the movie. Oh my god, it's way less dramatic. It's in the freaking car. Can you believe that? I wrote, this scene is not as intense slash good in the car, but the dialogue <laughs> is cute. Yeah, it's much different feeling. I'm right, I guess. Does it matter? I took a deep breath. Not really. Like, it's weird. Yeah, referring not referring really. to him being a vampire. I paused, but I am curious. My voice at least was composed. He was suddenly resigned. What are you curious about? How old are you? Seventeen, he answered promptly. And how long have you been seventeen? His lips twitched as he stared at the road. A while, he admitted at last. Okay, I smiled. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so different in yeah. a movie. Don't laugh. But how can you come out during the daytime? He laughed anyway. Myth. Burned by the sun. Myth. Sleeping in coffins. Myth. He hesitated for a moment, and a peculiar tone entered his voice. I can't sleep. 
Like they're laughing. Yeah, it's funny. Meh, yeah, meh. like it's. And in the movie, it's like, how old are you? And she's like breathing heavily. Yeah, and then she turns. <laughs> how long the, have you been? Seventeen. There are these long shots, then close ups, mm-hmm. then long shots, and it's just so dramatic. Yeah. And then he grabs her, and they run up the mountain. Yeah. It's so different. It's very different. Oh I still love the movie. Yeah. But it's, it's kind of a different story. Like, I, I, oh, this part's different too, because in. The movie's like, ask me the most basic question. What do we eat? Here he says, you aren't concerned about my diet? He asks sarcastically. Yeah. Like, sarcastically? Oh, I murmured that. Yes, that. His voice is bleak. Don't you want to know if I drink blood? I flinched. Well, Jacob said something about that. Like, it's just way more conversational. Yeah. There's way more dialogue here. Yeah. It's, it's very minimal in the movie. Mm-hmm. So... There's a lot more explaining. How does the chapter end? Oh, she is unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him. That's how the chapter ends. Classic. Classic. Um, chapter 10. Interrogations. On page 201, I wrote, I love Edward. <laughs> what was going on? Let me see. Oh, yes. <laughs> when he tells her um, that Jessica wants to know exactly what went down with Edward yeah, um, when they ran into them at the restaurant, and he says, she wants to know if we're secretly dating, and she wants to know how you feel about me, he finally said. Yikes, what should I say? I tried to keep my expression very innocent. People were passing us on their way to class, probably staring, but I barely was aware of them. Hmm. He paused to catch a stray lock of hair that was escaping the twist on my neck and wound it back into place. My heart spluttered hyperactively. I suppose you could say yes to the first question, if you don't mind. (laughs) It's easier than any other explanation. I don't mind, I said in a faint voice. So he's saying that she can tell people that they're dating. That's so uh, odd. It's crazy, crazy, crazy. crazy. It made me like (laughs) feel like a... 13 year old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. And then I'll see you at lunch. He calls over his shoulder. Oh, like, oh my oh, god. And then he said, and as for the other question, which is how she feels about him, mm-hmm. he says, well, I'll be listening to hear the answer to that one myself. Like, oh. This is so cute. One side of his mouth pulled up into my favorite uneven smile. Oh, like, just kills me. I also, in this scene, liked that they addressed whether vampires adhere to hunting laws. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. About, like, how many animals you can kill. Yeah, and that's interesting. It's yes and no. It's, um, <laughs> he says, well, those laws apply to only people with weapons. But then he, like, also says that they try to scatter around where they hunt. That's good. How often do they need to hunt? I think they actually don't need to hunt for like a week or two. Yeah. Which is interesting. Do they get fat? No. They hunt too much. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Chapter 11 is called Complications. Everyone watched us as we walked together to our lab table. Yeah, that's intense. Everyone's watching them. Oh, I thought this part was cute on page 220. So Edward walks her to class. I turned to say goodbye. His face startled me. 
His expression was torn, almost pained, and so fiercely beautiful that the ache to touch him flared as strong as before. My goodbye stuck in my throat. He raised his hand, hesitant, conflict raging in his eyes, and then swiftly brushed the length of my cheekbone with his fingertips. His skin was icy as ever, but the trail his fingers left on my skin was alarmingly warm, like I'd been burned, but didn't feel the pain of it yet. He turned without a word and strode quickly away from me. And he, I think he does that again the next day. He, like, stops, touches her face, and then walks away. Yeah. And it's just, like, cute. I don't know. It's not in the movies. He walks to her class and then touches her face. Um, I actually had a part in the meadow scene, mm-hmm. not to skip ahead, but it relates to that. It's, like, I loved that part, but... 277 Bella Mm -hmm. is just tracing his body and it's like kind of (laughs) weird like I couldn't picture it hmm it's like cute in a book but if it was in the movie it'd be kind of weird she says um I caressed his cheek delicately stroked his eyelid the purple shadow in the hollow under his eye I traced the shape of his perfect nose and then so carefully his flawless lips his lips parted under my hand, and I could feel his cool breath breathe, breathe on my fingertips. I don't think that's that weird. No, I think it's actually, it's kind of like sensual, but mm-hmm. um, I was just picturing, I think I was picturing it wrong, just like her just like touching his face. I feel like that's in a movie, isn't it in um, Little Princess? I'm pretty sure like the dad and daughter like do that or something. <laughs> No, but it's not like that. <laughs> they like touch their face with their eyes closed or something. No, it's actually kind of cute. Now I want to do it with someone. <laughs> but I definitely have. It's it's not that weird. <laughs> well, it just felt weird. Like, they don't know each other that well. I don't think they have kissed yet. That's true. Yeah, they're very intimate without ever having kissed. Yeah. In chapter 11, this is when, on page 232, Edward says, It's twilight. (laughs) Edward murmured, looking at the western horizon, obscured as it was with clouds. Blah, blah, blah. It's the safest time of day for us, he said, answering the unspoken question in my eyes. The easiest time, but also the saddest in a way. The end of another day, the return of the night. Darkness is so predictable, don't you think? He smiled wistfully. I like that. Do you think that Stephanie Meyer knew she was going to call it Twilight? or She didn't. It used to be called Forks. Oh, yes, mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah, and then I guess her agent suggested calling it Twilight, which I think is good. It's a good name. Yeah. It's more marketable. Yeah. And you... then plus the other titles, too. Like, what if Twilight was called Forks, what would the next ones be called? Yeah. I can't even imagine. Forks, too. <laughs> Forks, too. And what would you be, a Forks hard? <laughs> forks a Forks lover. fanatic. Yeah. I love Forks! <laughs> oh, the next Welcome one is to called... Forks! <laughs> the next one is called Spoons. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> knives. Knives. Do <Stupid> knives. <laughs> then what, though? The f- spatula. Uh, what do you call that? Uh, spork. <laughs> Too weird. <laughs> the name Forks for a town is kind of funny. Yeah, it is kind so, of funny. That's too funny for the title. Too quirky. Yeah. Twilight's a better name. Chapter 12 is called Balancing. 
So this was an interesting scene because this mm-hmm. is not in the movie at all. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jacob comes and visits the house, and as Edward is driving away, it's it's kind of in the movie. It's like a couple seconds. Yeah. But we don't actually see her hanging out with Jacob yeah, in the house. Yeah, when they when, go in the house. Yeah, and he's like, who was that? He said, I sighed in defeat. Edward Cullen. To my surprise, he laughed. I glanced up at him. He looked a little embarrassed. Guess that explains it then. He laughed. I wondered why my dad was acting so strange. Jacob is just so... Just plucky. and mm-hmm. He actually didn't laugh, though. It said he said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that, Cut that out. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. My eyesight is so bad right it's, now. I just feel like I need to say a little more chill. Yeah. But, but yeah. I was like, that's right. I faked an innocent expression. He doesn't like the cons. Superstitious old man, Jacob muttered under his breath. Yeah, he's plucky. Oh, but sorry, maybe you can cut out what I said earlier. He's like asking her first, like, who is that? Like, she says a friend, and then he keeps asking. He's like, I didn't recognize the driver. Like, he doesn't <laughs> so really who let was it? Go. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah. I underlined on page two forty two. She says he wanted to know about people today. Edward being he, they're like just talking, getting to know each other. More about Renee, her hobbies, what we'd done in our free time together, and then the one grandmother I'd known, my few school friends, embarrassing me when he asked about boys I'd dated. So this kind of answers a question we had before that was like, who are, who's Bella's family? Like, does she have any grandparents? Apparently she only knew one, and my few school friends. So she only had a few. <laughs> Which is weird, and we never hear about them again, I don't think. Then on the next page, that's when they're, they have plans to go to the meadow, which is the next chapter, instead of Seattle because the sun's going to be out. And Edward says, if I'm going to be alone with you tomorrow, I'm going to have to take whatever precautions I can because he's going hiking later. His face grew morose and pleading. You can always cancel, you know. I just thought that was really cute that he said that. Like he seems self-conscious. Yeah. Like, you can cancel. I get that feeling. Like, you don't have to hang out with me if you don't want to. I'm, but she does want yeah. to. It's just cute. That's like my boyfriend. Always, like, whenever we have any plans or, like, she has to do anything, she's like, do you want to get drinks? But no pressure. <laughs> but no pressure. <laughs> Aw. That's sad. Still in this chapter, I underlined... I just thought this was cute too. Um, she's Ed, she has plans with Edward that day. She's home alone. She's eating breakfast. I had just finished brushing my teeth and was heading back downstairs when a quiet knock sent my heart thudding against my ribcage. I don't know why him knocking on the door was cute to me. <laughs> this is where we're getting into like really like twi-hard territory. Like it's just so cute. Like, <laughs> In the movies, he always just, like, shows up. Like, I don't know. We yeah. never really, like, we never get the little human moments like that. I feel like in the movie, he always just walks through a window and is, like, yeah. there. I don't know. So it's cute to picture him knocking. <laughs> I know. It's so ridiculous of me. But, but hey, I underlined it. All right. So now we're on chapter 13. Yes. 
13 Reasons Why. <laughs> 13. It's called Confessions. Confessions. This chapter was huge for me. This is when they go to the meadow for did the change first your time. Life? Yeah, it <laughs> did. It's huge for me. This scene is much sweeter than it is in the movie. It's like weird because the mm -hmm. scene isn't like... It's a so the lion fell in the love with the lamb part. Yeah. But like it's not the... How old are you? How old yeah. are you? Part it's, they're past that now. Yeah, so it's like it's like it's it's a different scene from the movie, mm -hmm. but it's has similar elements. And this is when he shows her what he looks like in the sunlight, mm -hmm. and they're in the meadow together. It's so cute. Oh my god, he's like, tell me what you what you're thinking. He whispered, "Oh, it's just cute. It's really sweet." Oh, this is the part where it's, she says. I lightly trailed my hand over the perfect muscles of his arm, mm -hmm. followed the faint pattern of bluish veins inside the crease of his elbow. I just thought it's weird that he has veins. I know. I guess he has veins. When he drinks blood, does that go in his veins? Oh. How does that work? Wait, so then he's like putting the blood into his veins, so then is he a human? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The more you... The, the more you question it, the you, least it makes sense. Yeah, so just I just don't. I thought like he, he shouldn't have veins. I, thought, I just didn't like that. But there yeah. is a part that's word for word as it is in the movie. <laughs> I'm the world's best predator, aren't I? It's actually dangerous in the movie, but mm -hmm. everything about me invites you in. My voice, my face, even my smell, as if I wouldn't need any of that. As if you could outrun me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually, he laughed bitterly. Yeah, he's not. He's not furious and like, yeah, he's laughing. Like, what? As if you could fight me off, he said gently. Gently. Then it says, don't be afraid, he murmured, his velvet voice unintentionally seductive. I promise, he hesitated. I swear not to hurt you. He seemed more concerned with convincing himself than me. Don't be afraid, he whispered again as he stepped closer with exaggerated slowness. Hmm. And then he says, please forgive me, he said mm -hmm. warmly. It's very vulnerable. I'm not Thursday Tuesday, honestly. She still hasn't said anything. Yeah. Are you, are you all right, he asked tenderly. <laughs> he's very, like, vulnerable and concerned. And... Mm -hmm. Oh, he's just so cute, though. He's, like, talking about how her blood smells really appealing to him. It says, you know how everyone enjoys different flavors, he began. Some people love chocolate ice cream, others prefer strawberry. I nodded. Sorry about the food analogy. I couldn't think of another way to explain. I don't know, like, he just, the things he says in this is, like, much more relatable and, like, cute. And, like, he, he like, messes up and stuff. And, like, yeah. I don't know. Also not in the movie. Obviously, they can't have, like, hours of dialogue in the movie. But I just think Edward is so much more of a person in the book. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, and there's a lot of dialogue, or, I'm sorry, there's a lot of Bella's inner thoughts mm -hmm. where she's talking about Edward's human instincts coming out, and he actually mm -hmm. says at some point that he's oh. becoming more human. But it's hot, they kiss. Oh my gosh, I know, I underlined that. No, he continued, I was thinking there was something I wanted to try. And he took my face in his hands again. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> he hesitated. Yeah, this is what you just said. 
Not in the normal way, the human way. And then his cold marble lips pressed very softly against me. I was just thinking marble lips. What does that feel like? Smooth, cold, hard. And then he says, are you still faint from the run or was it my kissing expertise? Mm, I love that. So cute. How lighthearted, how human he seemed as he laughed now. His seraphic face untroubled. He was a different Edward than the one I had known and I felt all the more besotted by him. It would cause me physical pain to be separated from him now. And then, oh I, Bella. I love when they're leaving and um, he wants to drive. Mm -hmm. And he says, Bella, I've already expended a great deal of personal <laughs> effort at this point to keep you alive. I'm not about to let you walk behind the wheel of a vehicle when you can't even walk straight. Besides, <laughs> friends don't let friends drive drunk, he quoted with a chuckle. I could smell the unbearably sweet fragrance coming off his chest. Drunk, I objected. You're, intoxica <laughs> you're intoxicated by my very presence. He was grinning that playful smirk again. Oh my gosh. And then she says, are you not affected at all, I asked, irked by my presence. Again, his mobile features transformed. His expression became soft, warm. He didn't answer at first. He simply bent his face to mine and brushed <gasps> his lips slowly along my jaw, from my ear to my chin, back and forth. I trembled. Regardless, he finally murmured, I have better reflexes. So hot. Oh. I couldn't read that without smiling. <laughs> Also, tremble, tremble, tremble for my beloved. Oh, that's where it comes into play. Yes. Well, that's chapter thirteen. Is there anything else though? I think there was one other thing that I wanted to say. Oh yeah, she gets kind of woozy from the run. Yeah. When he grabs her and like they yeah. run up the hill, I thought it was a little less cool that she. Feels like she's gonna throw up. Mm. It's a little more realistic, but yeah, not needed in the movie. <laughs> That'd be so much. It would totally mess up the drama. Oh my! She like the dramatic music's playing, and then she's like, "I'm gonna throw up." He oh. says, "How do you feel?" He asked. I couldn't be sure how I felt, and my head was spinning so crazily, dizzy. I think. Put your head between your knees. I tried that, and it helped a little. It's just like so awkward. It's like. I know. When you're with someone and they're not feeling well. <sighs> Overall, I felt reading it that there was just so much more. Edward was so much sweeter. So many cute moments. They joke. Um, it's just very cute. And I recommend rereading it to anybody. Yeah, it really... I'm excited to read Midnight Sun now because I remember that one was like even more Oh my god. Cute. I pulled out Midnight Sun just to read like a teeny bit. I was just like... I just wanted to read a page, and I ended up that night just getting sucked into it. I literally couldn't stop. It's it's so interesting because he can read people's minds. Like, it's fascinating. I literally couldn't stop reading him read people's minds, like, in the cafeteria and stuff. It's just so interesting. Do you have any final thoughts on this? It's tough because she's already read the whole thing, and I, I've only read <laughs> a little more than half, so... She's saving a lot of her thoughts. <laughs> yeah, a lot of my thoughts are for the second half of the book. I'm thoroughly enjoying this, and I, yeah, like you said, I would highly recommend it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Something that we want to share is we got some listener mail. Listener mail. 
Do, do, do. Um, this is in <laughs> response to, and please, guys, send us mail if you have anything to say about yep. our episodes. We really want to hear from you. Our email's just what the title of our podcast is, anotherbyoftwilight at gmail.com. We got listener mail from a listener named Marissa. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Mm-hmm. And she was responding to our episode about what we would change. Yep. She shares some of her ideas and we thought they were really interesting. She says, It does seem kind of silly that the antagonists from the first book are still being dealt with in the third. I think it would have been much more interesting for the main conflict in the series to have centered around the Volturi. That's such an interesting storyline and it never gets resolved considering at the end of Breaking Dawn they all decide not to fight. Mm. The Volturi could hatch a plan to get Edward and Alice to join them, and then the Cullens would have to gather allies to help them take down the Volturi. There would be a fight, and I agree, people need to die. Esme (laughs) would be a good death because she is so motherly that you could see her sacrificing herself for her children. I could see it. Mm -hmm. One of the siblings could die, too, and some of the wolves, of course. (laughs) Of course. I think it would still make sense for Bella to become a vampire at some point and for it to be a necessity, though not because of a baby. I agree. But she has to sacrifice her relationship with her parents as a result. She can't have it all. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big thing. Um, She goes on to say, I also thought it would be interesting that even after the Volturi discovered Renesme wasn't an immortal child, they would want to kill her because keeping vampires a secret was becoming more important important than ever as humans were developing technology that could potentially wipe them out if they were discovered. Dealing with the ramifications of humans having a defense against vampires would be a cool direction to take. What Mm -hmm. if there were cases of vampires attacking humans and getting killed or seriously injured? Perhaps more vampires would want to become vegetarians so they could live in peace with humans. Maybe the Volturi's aim was actually to gather as many gifted vampires as they could to their side so they could dominate the humans before technology progressed too far. I think that's a really interesting idea. Yeah. Because they kind of allude to this conflict that might go down in the future. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, who's to say? I mean, vampires probably aren't real in real life, so we don't <laughs> know what kind of technology will yeah. wipe them out. But it's this... Whether it's, like, the vaccine or, like, somehow just, like, yeah. bombing them or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but it's also interesting that there's this darkness, the twilight, that there are these other vampires who are just killing humans all yeah. the time. So what if there was this revolution for to just get rid of all vampires? I always wonder, how do vampires, like, network with each other? Like, how do they get in contact? Yeah. Sure. Social media just for vampires. I know. I mean, they probably don't want to, like, use mm, true technology to contact because that yeah. that can hurt them. What if that is how they're discovered is they just send some emails? <laughs> oh, my God. It's like Hillary Clinton all over again. No, but I feel like because there are already, quote, crazy people out there who claim they're witches or claim mm-hmm. they're vampires like they do the job of making it not credible in yeah. a way it's like oh they're just crazy but I guess if you talked about killing people anyway she says 
In terms of relationships, I think the love triangle storyline still works. I wish they would have delved more into Edward underestimating Bella. I liked how in Breaking Dawn, Edward admits that he has a bad habit of underestimating her. It would have been an interesting story arc if there was more obvious cases throughout the movies of Edward not trusting Bella's judgment and eventually growing to realize she, was, she has valuable capabilities despite not being a vampire. Her mental resilience, for example. I think it's interesting she says the movies because I think we do see more of Edward um, being vulnerable mm -hmm. and honest and like showing that he mm. is flawed. Like by him saying like you can cancel if you want. Like yeah, in the books. I think in the books we see more of that, but in the movies it's just not a focus point. Mm -hmm. Likewise, if Jacob was apt to trust in her abilities and to take her seriously, it would have been. It would have made it a legitimate possibility that she would choose him over Edward and added more tension to her decision. Yeah, I agree with that. Ugh. Do you have anything to say? It just challenges me thinking about, yeah, like, I can think of ways that Jacob would be more appealing too, but then it, like, upsets me because then I'm like, but I love Edward. Yeah. But if it was like that, it would be hard to prefer Edward. Yeah, and I, I, but I almost feel like you kind of need that. <laughs> yeah. Because when I'm watching the scenes with Jacob, I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's a more compelling story of who's she going to choose. Yeah. I think it's so obvious she's going to choose Edward. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I asked Rob. <laughs> I asked Rob. He's a very talented musician. I'm trying to like Edward in that way. He's the coolest movies. <laughs> I love Catherine Hollywood. I love her voice. Anyway, she, she did such a great job directing that. This is us uh -huh. episode as well. She ends with... I guess it would have been nice to see more obvious character growth in all three of them. For example, yes, Edward was controlling sometimes, but if they addressed that as one of his flaws and had him overcome it, it would have been really cool. Mm. Anyways, just wanted to say thanks for putting yourselves out there and making <laughs> the podcast. I'm looking forward to listening to more episodes. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Marissa. Thank you for listening. And we love just having a thoughtful, engaging engaging conversation yeah. with you guys about Twilight because I think it's really interesting and so sweet yeah and anyone else listening like oh, I don't, <laughs> don't be shy if you're rereading the first book now let us know what you notice yeah um I think this was my first time reading it since maybe beginning of high school yeah probably me too I haven't read it in so long I read it Several times. Yeah. Back in the day. What do you think, as we're both college graduates with English degrees, what do you think about the writing? Oh, I should have said this earlier, but the beginning it was hard for me to get into because, you know, we went with Bella mm. her first day of school and <laughs> she was just going, we were going to every single class and it was really dragged out. But then once Edward was involved, I don't know, he's just such an intriguing character that yeah. I feel like any scene he's in, I'm so captivated yeah. by it. There is some things that could totally be edited out, like in writing classes, they tell us not to use too many dialogue tags. Oh, like murmured, Yeah, yeah, or growled. even to say, he said playfully, or yeah. he said, because it's like people can't really picture that that well. And that the dialogue should just kind of convey what you 
the delivery well enough, mm. it kind of forces you to have good dialogue. I mean, I feel like I can picture what she's trying to say. Like, when she does say, like, he says playfully, I do picture him being playful, but it would be better if she just said it. Like, when she says playfully, for instance, I picture, like, Edward tilting his head or something and, like, yeah. know, squinting his eyes a little bit and smiling, but she should have just said that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Growled is one of those things that they tell us not to do in writing classes because how does – you just can't picture a person growling. It's just mm. – like, you know what I mean? Like, and no one can He's say like, something and growl at the I feel same like time. what you want to say there is, like, snarled, if anything. Yeah. They should – then just growled. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, There are a lot of adverbs, but – it you get used to it and I don't know it, it doesn't bother me that much to be honest like I learned all these rules in my writing classes like you should do this you should never do that and I'm re- I've been reading a lot of books lately I don't know why and I'm like and I've been just trying to now that I'm out of school and like have more free time without homework and stuff I notice like everybody breaks those rules yeah even like I just started reading Anna Karenina by Tolstoy, which is supposed to be one of the best books ever written, and they even say things like, like, oh, it made him sad and embarrassed, like, says, they always, like, don't say that, like, don't say, like, yeah, I felt an emotion, like, you're supposed to, like, describe it, but so many, in quotes, good, or, like, classic, great books I read do break those rules sometimes, so. Yeah, I guess it's it's interesting when to break them. Yeah. I also... In writing classes, I guess not super relatable, but <laughs> they taught me to, like, not just be concise, but to write sentences as short as possible. Like, whenever you want to put a comma, put a period instead. So just, like, mm. they, I don't know, at least last few years they taught me to just write really, really short sentences. Mm-hmm. So now I feel like I make my sentences too short, and I, I work at a, a publishing company now, mm-hmm. and I was writing something and someone edited it, edited it for me and they just combined a lot of my sentences. Yeah. And I'm just noticing that, like, well, everyone writes long sentences. What I think what people don't get is, like, that commas do have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And the reason people always say to admit them is because sometimes you're using them incorrectly. Like, there are correct and incorrect ways to use commas. And so a long sentence with commas doesn't mean it's bad. It just has to be correctly used. Like, you never use a comma before, like, or. Mm -hmm. Or, I don't even think before, but never before and unless it's, like, a list. Like, there's all these times when you should use a comma and when you shouldn't. And so, like, if you're using it correctly, then there's, like, no problem. But... Like, I know in my writing classes, people would be the same. They're like, get rid of that comma, get rid of that comma, get rid of that comma. But, like, sometimes it actually works. Yeah. So, I think it's just, yeah, knowing what what's, reads well. I do think, like, it's good to be concise, but I also think a lot of really short sentences in a row is weird. They sound weird, yeah. <laughs> It's all judgment and context. And, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's so it's weird because if I was like not engaged in this story (laughs) I might feel differently but I'm Mm -hmm. not really noticing I'm not yeah I wasn't noticing either very much and works works for me and (laughs) works for me and something that Stephanie Meyer did yeah it worked so (laughs) 
say, I mean, people can write really concise, grammatically correct sentences, but then the story just isn't engaging. So you need to have that Mm. interesting characters. suspense and, yeah, there's a lot more to a good book than Mm -hmm. the writing. And I have read, I forget if I said this on the podcast yet, like, I recently read another young adult book for fun because I've owned it for years and I don't know I was like I have to get I have to read this like I've never read it before and I don't know why that makes me feel guilty but anyway I won't say what it is but like the writing was just bad and I don't know I just feel like there's a lot of young adult books compared to this that are like much worse just so childish and like in that book in the first chapter they said the word but like five times yeah wait but b-u-t-t yeah that's weird but like (laughs) fell on my butt (laughs) i was like oh my god how is this i don't know it's definitely like it is a young adult book but i i do feel like it's slightly more mature than some other young adult books and maybe, like, we should keep that in mind that it's supposed to be young adult. Yeah. Like, it isn't trying to be Tolstoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway. I think this is going to end up being a long episode. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. And... As always, (laughs) see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Have a great week. Wink. (laughs) Wink. Oh my god, I can't believe how long it is. Hey guys, now you can expect new episodes every other Tuesday on Twilight Tuesdays. See you next Tuesday. Actually, not next one, but the one after that. We love you. Bye. You can contact us at anotherbiteoftwilight at gmail.com or find us on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at anotherbiteoftwilight. The music is by Traces. See you next time.